Welcome to Distill 365. The show where Steve and Madame distill Office 365. Hey, Maureen, we're here again. Yay! <laughs> number two of our podcast. Number two. All that right. means there is a number one. How many hits did we get? So, was it 75,000 or 75 million? <laughs> no, it was it was around 80, 80 people uh, listened to our show, which I t- still think is amazing. So I, I do hope that uh, all of those people came back uh, to this one. So we had some really uh, nice and kind words from people to say about uh, our first show, that it was uh, nice, relaxed, easy listening. Uh, so I guess if you're looking for something that is uh, heavily uh, edited and just gives you all the, the, the bang for your buck and blah, 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 no, then this one, probably this podcast is not for you. No, we're trying to do this in one take. So we already have our glasses already. And uh, we have our bottle, which is an American this time. Yeah. Last time we drank a scotch. This All time right. we're going for American, but more let's of go that. west. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, let's not go there. I got a joke there, but I think I'm going to give it a miss. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I was thinking earlier those uh, those eighty odd people may never come back to us, so it could be a different eighty people that's listening to us today. Oh, I, I just want to make this 800 people this time. Oh, 800 people. Yeah. So I guess we'll say thank you to the 80 people, but if they're not listening, they don't get it. No, so we'll thank them anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Uh, this so is, what have you uh, been up to for the last two weeks? What have I been up to the last two weeks? Working again, of course. Uh, trying to get my uh, my customer onto Office 365. And we've reached the political layer. Oh, you know, yeah, where yeah. everybody thinks they know what they're doing with Office 365. They think they know what they want to do with Office 365. And, of course, they'll get about 50% of it. Yeah. And it's usually the 50% that they hadn't even thought of yet. Okay, uh, okay. But it's going well. Yeah, uh, it's going yeah, all right. It's nice. And so is that just SharePoint and Exchange, or are you just rolling out everything? It's it's the traditional, I guess, what I call the traditional nowadays, which is Exchange, SharePoint, and OneDrive. Um, that's the first phase uh, with the migration. So quite small, somewhere between 50 terabytes of data to be migrated uh, and double that or triple that, I think, on, on the email side. Uh, the real problem is it's a, a Lotus Notes job. Uh, and so the Lotus Notes email means that you know anything less than 90 days is easy to do. And I'm sure I don't need to tell you what tools people use for that. You can go look them up yourselves. But of course, anything that's archived is always a difficult thing to move. So even the old Microsoft Fast Track have, have got those kinds of issues. Oh yeah. So it's it's mail. Uh, OneDrive is fairly easy, of course. Personal drives get migrated across, uh, and then the SharePoint, uh, which will all be the sort of team drives and the subject drives. Mm. So yeah, that's the basic yeah. simple stuff. So I was just thinking while while you were explaining this, like. Exchange, OneDrive, SharePoint. So that's those are the three normal things that you would roll out. Certainly, in a, in a, yeah. So there should be an acronym for that one: <laughs> EOS, like EOS, like the Scientific Magazine, or ESO, or SEO. Oh no, so, that's been ta- SEO is being taken by another yeah, uh, thing. True. So no, that's, that's not it. It's not very so, cool, really, is it? No, it isn't. OSA. No. Oh, you've got me going Oh, oh, oh God. That was a good thought. Oh. That was a good thought. So yeah. what have you been up to? So what have I been up to? So uh, 
work of course uh, but next to that uh, last week I spent a few days in uh, Paris so in nice. Paris there was the uh, modern workplace conference uh, it was uh, hosted by uh, Patrick Gimone and uh, Hoka Nozifi um, it was nice. They are they Microsoft people or are they uh, business No, people? they are not. They're uh, both MVPs. Uh, I think Hokan is a regional director. I think Patrick uh, is as well. Uh, but yeah. that doesn't matter. They, they just organize everything. Um, but what was uh, really nice is uh, because I didn't go to Ignite uh, this year, but they had some really good speakers from all over the world, uh, all gathered there. Uh, so Tracy van der Schaaf was there. Um, we had uh, Mike Fitzmaurice there, uh, we had Dan Holm there, uh, so they all delivered these really cool uh, sessions and, and I wasn't speaking, so I just paid for it myself, I just went there, uh, I just sat through a whole bunch of sessions and I, I both enjoyed myself because we had so, so many good talks, I, I met so many new people like I always do. I met with a lot of people that I already knew and just re got reacquainted with them. And at um, some point in this, you actually got to listen to some sessions as well, I guess. No, absolutely, from, <laughs> from the morning till the evening. So what we, was the number one thing you learned? So what is it, you had two days in Paris, other than great food and I found a great bar. And, and by the way, if you want to uh, follow Moraine on his Twitter account, it is... At uh, Moraine Somers, so M... A-R-I-J-N-S-O-M-E-R-S. And if you go back in history, you'll find all the pictures from Paris with them. Great uh, with Mike and a few other people around a few tables. Yeah, some some might some itself. might not be for publication. No, the, the ones, the ones taken after nine o'clock. So yeah, adults only. Yeah. And and of course, last Saturday we both were at uh, SharePoint Saturday Belgium. We were uh, which volunteering. Was volunteering, yeah. So we got a nice red shirt. <laughs> so if you're a Star Trek geek, you know what that means. If you've been to SharePoint um, Saturday, you'll know what that means. Yeah. So it was it was great as always. Again, uh, really good speakers. Um, we got the keynote delivered by the wonderful Ms. Money Penny. Yes, absolutely. So because we were volunteers, we had to be in uh, all the sessions, um, and we were the people that were raising our hands if they had ten minutes or five minutes left. But that meant we had to be in 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 a session every time. That's so true. once again. We just got so much to learn. Uh, we got so much knowledge soaked in while we were having fun. I think the really cool thing for me was that we uh, there was a few other volunteers as well, and we had to sort of work out which sessions we were going to be in. Everybody being polite. Yeah. So you know, if there was no obvious session, so you you sit there and go normally, okay, go through the agenda, and I'm going to go and do this and this and the other. Of course, we didn't get those choices, which meant that I was in at least two sessions that I probably wouldn't have been in before. And they were really, really cool. One was on the IT Pro and Azure. Um, and uh, those of you that uh, know me, I'm not a software developer. I'm not really. I'm past the IT Pro business and really into delivering collaboration on, on SharePoint and knowledge management. So to actually suddenly get back into you know what Azure is offering, that was really cool and not something I would have done before. And the second one uh, I went to, again, I wouldn't have been a, a big fan of it. Um, but it was uh, a deep dive into flow. 
So mm. our flow is obviously important. Yeah. I use it a lot, plan yeah. on using it a lot. From our good um, friend uh, Eric. No, I mean Ahmad, of course. Correct. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I, I did a lot more deeper diving than I thought I did, but really, really enjoyed it. So I'd be volunteering again. And uh, if any other SharePoint Saturdays look for volunteers and you get a chance to do it, then I highly recommend it. Yeah. So going back to the first question, actually, that you managed to dodge nicely, or I directed you. So Paris, what was the big learning from Paris? What was a lot of that the was big Ignite, learning from Paris? So um, there were two sessions that really standed out for me. So the one was from uh, Tracy van der Schaaf, uh, the the woman from uh, South Africa, um, and she just told me everything that I already knew, but she told it with such passion and conviction and when when the session was over I was ready to fight everyone and to just conquer the world and I was just so oozing with energy and and then you came home to SharePoint (laughs) no 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 No, but she she did have some very 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 good points so the major takeaway I got from her session was um, that all the people in the companies that we help um most of the people they don't know anything about computers and if we want to teach them office 365 and all the cool things that come with it we might first have to learn them how to work with a computer that's really interesting because one of the stories that is the management of change team has made the decision not to roll out ms teams So even though those figures came out last week that 87% of the top 500 FTSE people are all in teams and are getting benefits from it, they decided it was just one change too many. many. So, you know, with as I said, we're doing the big three, so Outlook, and then you've got SharePoint, of course, as a web browser, and a few other apps. But uh, MS Teams has been decided that they aren't going to roll it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was quite an interesting thing for me because... Uh, it's a way of interfacing to your content, to your knowledge that is slightly different, but it's also a way of obviously being able to add that level of communication in there as well. So the decision was made. It was voted on by all the team leads and streams and accepted that the the mock team think they've got enough to do. And that was, again, the same thing. I think it's about people suddenly having to learn what a computer is. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the reason for that is because Office 365, generally in cloud computing, isn't about the applications. It's about the content. And it's about how the applications apply to the content. So whereas before... You know, it was fairly obvious I open a Word document and I'm just going to open it in Word and then I can start working in it. You know, now when you have that Word document um, with the the uh, advanced governance tools, with all the metadata, um, you can effectively start to query those documents in all different kinds of ways. And of course, with the way that the advanced metadata stuff digs into the document itself and starts telling you things about the document, then it's really about the content now. It's not about the application that, that opens it and makes you work in it. And so I agree. I think it, it's a bit of a fundamental change. Yeah. But this MS Teams thing... Well, wait wait just for one second, because I, I kind of have the more or less the same experience. So, of course, you're coming from a huge organization or a huge company that you're uh, now helping out. So I've got this smaller company that I'm uh, working with at the moment. And uh, so what we've been doing there is um, moving from classic 
theme sites on Office 365 to modern theme sites on Office 365. And I've been trying to convince everyone that they might want to go to Teams. Now, I have to say that the, I don't know if it's relevant. I think so, because the, how do you say that? The medium or the, the, the average uh, age of the person is not... Is a brother. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, so for, for a, an application like Teams would work much better or would get adopted much faster by these young people, these <coughs> millennials, <laughs> yes, <laughs> these these millennials. No, 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 no. They've rubbish, they've rubbish, been rubbish. they've been used to uh, to to uh, WhatsApp and and communicating in groups, stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, w because if I'm trying to convince people to do um, Teams, where they have that conversation window. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. I know where you're going with this. So I want to ask you a question. Whenever have you justified an application in a business based upon how it operates and what it looks like, as opposed to the business benefit that it provides. When have you ever done that? Every application you say is, this will provide you with the business of either time saved or easier access to content or whatever. So just because it works like a Xbox come space invader portal, and so therefore younger people, I think is rubbish. I do it it might be, it might be, yeah. I'm just saying that the answer I got from that customer, from a lot of people is, now we'll just stick to email. But is it? Oh, yes. Because that is so much easier and we're, we're listen, used to listen, working folks, with email. In 1995, we shot ourselves in the foot in IT by inventing email. How's that? 20 years ago. <laughs> I, I, there's something there, but I just think it's more fundamental. I think it's about change. And it we is. We talked about Tony before, of course, mm -hmm. our colleague that one day we will get him here talking when he can find some time. Um, but he's, he talks about that all the time, the fact that people are just more comfortable with what they have and, and where they're at. And then they use all kinds of excuses not to change unless you can show them a business benefit. I know. And that's what I've been struggling with for this customer. Are you a big red button freak? Every I am. I every am. application should have a big red button and click it and it does everything you want to do. Absolutely. Oh, neat. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> that was quite cool. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Let's let's talk about the Teams thing though, because we yeah. we both actually got some presentations to do, haven't we? I'm going mm -hmm. to Poland uh, to do. Teams You're going to Warsaw, yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. And you have got. I'm uh, going to deliver uh, my session about Teams etiquette that I've been giving at a few SharePoint Saturdays now. So I'm gonna give it to at. Um, um, uh, Leicester, it says on that Leicester somewhere yeah. uh, and also at a Trive conference in December in Ljubljana so uh, once uh, just a, a small small segue here so Trive conference Ljubljana look it up it is uh, just like the uh, collaboration summit in Germany but this one is in Ljubljana so that means uh, two days of brilliant content uh, brilliant speakers myself included um, uh, for a really low price and the benefit is it's in Ljubljana and I, I wasn't sure about that so I looked it up online and it looks amazing it looks like Vienna had a baby with some kind of national park I don't know and it's it got just, a big red button on it I, I hope so <laughs> but it just looks amazing so I, I'm, I'm thrilled to spend a whole week there uh, so, of course, also uh, 
gaining all that knowledge, looking at all the different sessions from all the different uh, speakers. Oh, there. You've done the segue. Done yeah, the segue. okay. You're okay. going to talk about teams. Oh, okay, okay, and we okay. wanted to teams, talk about yes. etiquette and teams, yes, didn't we? We wanted yes. to try and identify uh, how teams should be used maybe uh, uh, and everything else. And uh, I came up with this stupid idea of, uh, hey, let's do a top five or top six things that we think are important in teams. Mm -hmm. And of course, if we'd have been really good, we might have wrote them down first so we know what we're about to say. No, let's just <laughs> wing it. <laughs> so I'll, uh, I'm going to do my first top five item and then uh, I'm going to make it difficult for you to find no, the next do, one do, no 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 let's do one each yeah, no no I'll no, start I'll no, start no. I'll start on the first one then so um, the first lesson that everybody needs to know in teams it's a very easy one is that you hit the reply button whenever you want to follow on in the same conversation big mistake everybody starts loads of new conversations absolutely and it's oh, it's so easy to miss as well maybe they should um, make that a new conversation pain and that reply pain that they maybe should make it a slightly different color so that it would stand out more that would pop out more what's interesting enough in the first iteration of teams when it first released that re reply button was quite big mm -hmm. but everybody complained it took too much space up in the ui so they made it smaller yeah so now it's too small there you go then. Oh. so the first lesson for your management of change whenever you're rolling teams out is make sure that one of the first things you say in that training class or when you point it out to people is, hey, we keep conversations the same. So the same subject and the same group of speakers and uh, bang on that reply button when you've got something to say. There you go. There's my yeah, first top five. Nice. What's nice. number two? Well, my uh, first thing that I find so amazing uh, about Teams is, well, the Teams client, although I don't really like the team client because it's slow and if I want to of course I'm working for a lot of companies if I want to change my uh, my login uh, account that always takes ages but what I really like about that client is the backend and forth buttons so I've got like I've got I'm a member of 10 there isn't a back and forth no. because you're mixing it up with an internet explorer no 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 it's not so I've, I've been part of 10 different teams I had chat windows I had uh, different tabs that I went to and suddenly some somebody comes over like, oh yeah, what was that about? And so now I can just hit my back button There's on, a back on the button. client. Where's the back button? It's on the top left-hand corner in uh, the client okay. itself. So I can just go back and it will go back to chats. It will go back from one team to another team, from one tab to another tab, to a channel, to a whatever. It doesn't matter. It will just keep on going back and keep on going front and that is so very useful so, and it is actually just like going backwards and forth on internet explorer or on chrome yes but much faster easier and you're just staying in that application and i'm just amazed by it yeah cool cool okay so i need to think of a number three now then what am i going to go with a number three i'm going to go with modern stuff all right. Uh, so we did all the Ignite and all the other bits and bobs. I think one of the really cool things that Teams is going to give us is the ability to bring the SharePoint sites closer by being able to put pages on tabs. So you can build the page for your site, which has got, I don't know, my most regular documents, uh, some custom lists from those items as pages. So all those web parts in that page, and then I can put that page onto a tab nice yeah that's what i thought so i'm yeah. not there's a few things i still need to look about it so if i actually click on a link does it then migrate to the browser and open the item 
or will it eventually open it on the page? But I think to be able to sort of put things like instruction sheets and guidelines and, you know, bits and bobs of information that is valid around that particular type, then I can take the page and I can put it as a tab in the page. And future future, they're apparently going to be able to put web parts into a tab. So if you customize a web part using the uh, SharePoint framework, then you can actually make it a tab on a team, which I thought that was cool. Is, yeah, that's absolutely cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, when that comes yeah. out, I don't know, of course. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, we'll see. We'll this, see. Uh, we'll it's see. one of the it's on the roadmap. Yeah. Yeah, that's my right. number three. All right, cool. Yeah. Beat that. Oh, I've got a nice one. So we just talked about uh, emails and conversations and how they're slightly different and how people don't want to move from one to the other. And one of the things that I hear is, well, but uh, with an email, I, I'll make it sure and, and, and I can make it important so that everyone uh, sees that it's an important email. Well, you can actually do that in a, in a Teams conversation as well. So if you start to write a new uh, item, topic, conversation, how do you call Ooh, that? That's a good question, hmm. isn't it? So do we need to invent a new word here? Uh, a gulika. Uh, yeah, if yes. we start a new yes. Gulica. If we start a new Gulica in the conversation <laughs> uh, uh, window. So I think it's a, I think we'll call it a conversation, yeah. So it's, yeah. So it's a proper new conversation yeah. topic. So then what I can do is actually click on uh, the uh, text button so that I got a bigger uh, text field <clears throat> there. Good number and two. there I've got this uh, small um, exclamation mark. And if you hit that exclamation mark, that will... Uh, set your um, conversation part um, to a special important status. So it means it has red lines next to it. It's It jumps right front and center. Uh, so it makes it very visual uh, to appear. Cool. That's your number two. So yeah. I need a number one. I got two and I don't know which one to go with. Mm. Give us, give us. Oh, we can have a top give six. Us, I'll have number one and the top them. zero. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think the activity tab, because you can have multiple teams. You can have all things going bold when there's something new inside the team or inside the channel. But I think you can go straight up to the activities tab at the top. And that will then show you people that have had conversations with you, new stuff that's arrived. And it's also where a lot of the bots come and talk to you as well. Yeah. So I know you've been playing around with the... I've been playing around with Meekin for a few fine. days. Let's save it to the next yeah. one because I think that's quite nice. Yeah. Uh, this is a kind of a meeting thing, isn't it? It's from the, the Doodle people. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, so uh, they have a Slack component. They have a, a Teams component. They have a free version as well. If you want to play around with that. Okay, so the activities tab, so is where the bots talk. And then that nicely introduces the other area that I think is a, a big one for Teams. And that is the connectivity to all of the other, all of the applications. Um, and so as an example, I have a connection to um, uh, Google Analytics and uh, Google AdWords. Mm -hmm. So every day inside my channel. Uh, with that connection, I get the latest number of hits on the sites, who's been there, who hasn't, nice report, with links that go straight through to Google. Uh, and on the AdWords, I sort of get all the reports on, on uh, how the AdWords have done, how many times they've actually displayed, and all those kinds of things. And it shows me the, the potential of, of what Teams can be in terms of a point of content, full stop. 
So you know, I open up Teams, yes, I've got chat, but it's the content that's important. So whether it's actually sitting on Office 365, um, whether it's actually an internal application, so it could be giving me a SAP report from my own systems, uh, or of course, you know, a connection out. So I also quite like the way that it uh, connects into apps. Mm. So I, I sneaked in two there. Yeah, that's okay. I've, I've got two as well. Ooh. So what I really like and have been playing around with is the uh, two parts around meetings, actually. So the one is the background blur. Oh, yeah. You so a, a lot. You mentioned that in the yes, last podcast. Yes. Sorry for the repeat mention of the background blur, but he really, really likes this. Yeah. So when we, when we were having a conversation earlier this week, so I didn't have my background blur on, but I was just uh, sitting in front of my gray wall. You compared me with a, a, a John Lennon with my glasses and my beard. So that was fun. Was but good. anyway, so we've got the background blur. That's one thing. But we also have these uh, live events now. Live events. And they are really cool. So I can now set up an event that will happen at some time, at some day. And uh, it will be recorded. It will be automatically saved to stream. Uh, we can add some captions on there. We, the captions are searchable. I think that is just a really big game changer uh, for the way how we will do business or meetings uh, in the near future. The world is bright, isn't it? It is. So many cool Although things. it's winter and it's dark now, but still. You know. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it is getting that way. Down. But you're right. We think this, this whole Teams thing is, uh, has got lots and lots of cool things going for it. it and is, it's interesting yeah. that it could well be with one of the reasons that, you know, in terms of my change team said, no, we're not rolling out MS Teams because it's, you know, one step too far for people. And it could well be because it is very, very flexible, very, very well connected. A little different in the way we do things. Mm -hmm. um, it will never be Outlook, so no, there's no, no plans to no. combine those two together. No. Um, the interesting conversation, just to sort of close that off a touch, was that they didn't want to not not do it. So teams will be set up ready to go, so that if the people surprise them, those old biddies in this organisation that aren't capable of it in the big red button, you know, if they do find that Teams is the way to go, it can be turned on quite quickly and. Oh, and put yeah. into play so nice. there was I did manage to get that convinced yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then take it from there so mm -hmm. yeah so cool. if if an organization wants to roll out teams so what are the few what are a few of the things that they should really think about when they do that well part of it the key thing is that you don't just go hey teams today because it's nothing on its own it has to connect to SharePoint sites. It has to connect to office groups. Um, you don't really just want to get into the habit of throwing content into a bin and you know letting people use it. There's a lot of planning decisions that need to be made because Microsoft in the last 18 months have brought out a whole bunch of things like you know uh, policies around if a team is not being used, it can be deleted after six months. Uh, we can take the content away, preserve it again, but again, you need to identify that. Um, you can actually categorize a site. So, you know, this is site is aid available for certain types of information only. So, um, and of course, compliance and stuff is played on it. Mm -hmm. So I think um, it's not just a case of, hey, let's roll this app out and away we go. Um, I can guarantee you that if you'd leave it out of the box, you'll end up with so many um, office groups connected uh, at the back end. 
you'll end up with the active directory team screaming at you wanting to know where all these new AD groups are coming from and the exchange team will want to work out where all these distribution groups are coming from mm-hmm. because these get created whenever yes. you create a new yes. team. And so uh, it's a conversation piece in IT. Uh, and again, we could start talking about how IT need to prepare for moving to the cloud and the office, uh, but that really is a different subject for a different day. But there are implications for all of these things around teams. So my advice to everybody is sit down, do some browsing, get yourself a couple of cups of coffee, maybe a dozen or two, uh, and really understand what you actually want to get out of Teams uh, and then uh, start looking at uh, uh, how you can uh, provide the flexibility but also enable the governance and control. I don't like using the word governance because everybody thinks it's a kind of uh, a bad word. But at the end of the day, simple question, do you want everybody and anybody to be able to create a team or do you actually only want to sort of designate some champions so that you know, one person in a department can create a team, so at least you have some level of management. Um, or do you forever want to be clearing up team sites and archiving them or doing, you know, saving them just because there's no policy in place for managing them? So, yeah, yeah that was a long answer to a quick question. No, but no, I think that was good. A, that was good. A, yeah. a lot of stuff to yeah. do there. So, Absolutely. Um, so what would be, so if, if I'm in a company and I want to uh, give teams a go, um, how do I... <clears throat> How do I start that? So you don't, what, what, you don't start with teams. No, no, no. Of course. <laughs> well, why not? Actually, why not? So I've got. Uh, I'm just created a new company. I've got five employees. Five um, employees. Let's say five. Okay. So yeah, let's be modest. You're in um, your small teams thing again. Yeah. No, you, no. You no, like no. to be in these no. small companies. Um, and uh, so it's the six of us, and we just got Office three six five because we think that's a, a good platform. And why would Teams not be a good first, well, maybe not the first, maybe we'll do the EOS thing first. <laughs> but no, maybe not, no, maybe even not. Because we've got OneDrive, OneDrive's connected to Teams, I can see all my files from Teams. Um, I've got my Exchange, I've got my Outlook, of course, with my calendars, my emails. But maybe, do I then want to roll out SharePoint or do I maybe want to start rolling out teams? And what would be a good first team or the good first few teams? Would it be a project? Would it be a department? Would it be the local mountain bike club? Well, if you're a hardware store, it might not be any of those. Mm. But I get it, yeah. It, it, it's a good point. And I, I remember presenting a slide to the mock team and said, hey, look, this circle here is Outlook. This circle here is Teams. And that's all we need to do. Because you can get to everything from there. Yeah. So I think that's a really, really valid point. And maybe that is the starting point. So actually, we just need to go to, forget that OC, whatever. It's just Teams and Outlook. Yeah, Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. But the point I wanted to make that I said that you don't just roll out Teams is that you have to consider the architecture in the background. So yeah, with five people and they're all creating 10 documents a week or whatever, then you can manage 50 documents a day. You're never going to have a problem. But of course, if the company is successful, those five people will soon turn into 50 people. And you really want to be able to have a scalable architecture. So you want to be able to at least say, hey, I need to capture this content at least with the content type and a little bit of metadata. I want to be able to sort of uh, make sure I can find stuff by search. Uh, I want to sort of have a philosophy about document libraries and how they're set up, for example. Mm -hmm. There's a few things like that. 
Uh, but again, with five people or even with 30 people, you don't go down that line too quickly, but you do at least try and put some sort of foundations in and, and capture this kind of stuff before you end up with 200 libraries for 10 people you know or 60 sites for five people you know which we've happens. all we've all been there yeah we have yeah. and that's okay because they call us in whenever they're having yeah. problems and go this office 365 is a waste of time it's really slow and i never know where my content is how many people are working there 30 of them oh that's cool why do you have 210 sharepoint sites well we read this article once <laughs> uh, yeah, no. God bless users. Love them to pieces. We really, really do. Not being too sarcastic about that, but yeah, there's some pretty mean decisions made around there. So the answer to your question, I think, is really to just think about the type of content in the business, and then uh, choose the applications at front end. And yeah, you're right. If it's Teams, it's Teams. All right. So I think that should bring us to a nice close. That that brought us to a nice close. Yeah, I think so. so. I think it's. It's time for the second part of our show now, I yeah. think. Now just just to say that he's looking forward to this whiskey that I've brought along today. He's not really shaking, thinking it's been, what, half an hour now since I had a drink. Uh, he's been looking forward to this. So last last time, you we, we had Charlotte. Uh, yes, last Charlotte. time I've got a Brugladig, which was a brilliant uh, Isley malt. Yeah, from the Hebrides. But you you brought us uh, across the to the other side of the world. Now. Yeah, we did. We had. I got a little story with uh, with this, and I have to say, you can't see this bottle, but there's not a lot of left in it. It's uh, it's uh, a, a Kentucky bourbon. Um, very very quick story. Not that we do anything very very quick on this podcast. I went to uh, Florida for a holiday with the family a few years ago. Uh, we're driving around, ended up in a place called Saint Augustine, which is. Just up in the top right hand side, you would drove past it a few years ago when you went up to see the uh, the spaceships and stuff. A mm-hmm. uh, beautiful little uh, town on the coast, and great little square. And uh, and then went to a restaurant, and of course I did my usual job of as I'm walking in the restaurant, uh, I'm looking for the whiskey bottles and find out what there is to. Uh, oh, you to do that too. Oh. <laughs> never fails. Yeah. Never fails. I never quite got the courage to turn around to the family and go. Only blends, no malts. No, come on, we're going to find a different restaurant. Yeah, which is unfair. I had that in Paris, by the way. So we went uh, out to eat somewhere and I wanted to have a proper whiskey and they only had like blended whiskey. So Uh, I settled for a Johnny Walker black label. Uh, well, uh, yeah, well, I know well. that feel. But mm. the thing is that so. if I go to a restaurant that are really quiet, we did this in Ireland of, uh, last year or something. Uh, I've been seeing this restaurant in the guides. Thought I want to go and eat here. So we get there and looked at the menu, and because my daughters couldn't find anything to eat, we didn't go in there. Because they're vegetarian, of course. Oh yeah, yeah but that's mm-hmm. beside the point. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. beside the point. Yeah. It's, I'm trying to get me an analogy here with yeah. would I have the courage to walk out of a restaurant because the whiskies are not very good. Anyway, we're in Augustine and uh, it was a wonderful place, piano bar, and uh, I came across uh, this uh, bourbon called Basil Hydens. Um, and uh, I read the sort of taste notes which were uh, appealing and so uh, I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, so I've decided to bring that to to this podcast so it's Kentucky um, amazing it, idea it's cool the bottle is superb yeah I really love it because the, the bottle doesn't just have a have a have a label sticked on it it's actually a piece of paper that's wrapped around or over it with a hole where the where the top of the bottle goes and then there's some kind of belt around it looks like copper doesn't it yeah with bh stamped on it basil hydens that's really really cool the the bottles labeling is is brilliant already 
So this is a, a, a standard uh, bourbon. It's not aged or 12 year old or anything on those. Uh, it's got a beautiful color to it. I was comparing this to the, oh, the color yeah. of yours last week. It's sort of, yeah. it's not dark. Uh, they call it uh, golden amber, but uh, it's not nice. So what we're supposed to be able to, uh, the smell from this, the the nose is herbal and tea fragrances and those spices. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it actually reminds me of the tea that, uh, that I was drinking uh, last night, with that, which had some caramel in it. Yeah, and and actually this 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 gives me a lot of the same smell like the tea I was drinking. Yeah, whiskey to me is about the smell. Uh, you know, I sit there and before I even took the first sip, mm. I've spent you know just a few minutes just enjoying the odor. So yeah, it's really nice. And then it's uh, for me, it's a cinnamon. You can taste more than anything else. But they talk about orange and. Uh, uh, corn. I've never got the corn, but according to to what I've read, and the pepper. Mm. So anyway, Spicy. cheers everybody. As we, right. we taste this. Smoky on the back of the tongue, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, definitely a lot of that cinnamon. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I, I like about this is the taste goes quite quickly. So it doesn't. It's not a long. Uh, it's not the long finish like we had no. last time, which had really it just kept on turning in your yeah. mouth. And this actually, indeed, it it's it's there. It's it's boom. It's spicy. It's cinnamon, and then it just eases away. Eases away. Yeah, yeah. it's brilliant. It's yeah. But I think that's quite common of a of a bourbon. Mm. Uh, but it's nice. Absolutely. But I quite like Love it. this uh, one. Yeah. Yeah. I might. Uh, yeah. So if you're ever back in mm. Saint uh, Augustine. Take me a bottle. Bring me a bottle. What was really interesting was that I wasn't planning on buying the bottle till I went to the airport and it was sitting there. Mm. And uh, and so, yes, then I thought, you know, I do remember that. And Why so not? I yeah. think I'm going to. So, yeah, there's not a lot left. There's probably just a couple of uh, shots left in the bottle uh, mm. all the way from uh, the US. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, recommendation on the old whiskey front. Uh, Basil Hyden's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Uh, that was my choice for this week. Uh, your choice again next time. So I know. We'll have to work out what we're going to do. And though yeah. I have got a trip coming up to Dublin, so Ooh. I will be hopefully picking up a, a new bottle of Kilbegan Rye, which is their brand new product. If I can convince my daughter to take a quick trip out to the distillery, but I'll probably pick it up from one of the local shops. We'll have yeah. to see. Okay. We got. We wanted to say a few things about drinking, didn't we? Because we don't want yeah. to give anybody the impression that. Uh, no, no, and I think we should maybe do this every time because we're we're on the show promoting uh, some heavy uh, liquor. Um, so what we do want to say is a small disclaimer: like, just be logical about drinking. Don't drink and drive, and yeah, enjoy it safely and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, as I said, this bottle. Uh, for me, uh, has been around the house for nearly, nearly two years actually, mm. and uh, you know, with the other sixteen bottles. No, I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so be sensible. We are sure you will be. And also, we wanted to make sure that people were aware. You know, we're not affiliated with Microsoft or any other. Oh products. yeah, that as well. Yeah, absolutely. We we really yeah. just want to be good community members and and help people along with some ideas about, in this case, Teams. That seemed to be mm-hmm. uh, the big one. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah I think that's probably it really we need to finish this off yeah Uh, we need to just take the glasses slightly further away from the microphone this time say cheers everybody 
and uh, thanks for listening absolutely and I hope we see you or hear you or you hear us next time um, just one small remark um, just let us know if you liked it or let us know if you don't like it um, you can reach us on a lot of different mediums but just search for Steve Dolby search for Marijn Somers maybe in combination with Office 365 You'll find us. You'll find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Just let us know. Did you like the podcast? Didn't you like the podcast? What did you like? What didn't you like? Uh, so that we can maybe change a few things. No, we won't change no, a I few things. I got a really things. cool thing. So if you have a recommendation for a whiskey tasting, oh, let us know what it is. Okay. So my Twitter handle is at uh, SciSteve, S-E-I Steve. We've already given Moran's. So uh, yeah. We're around, we're enjoying ourselves, we hope you are too. And uh, I'm going to say good night and goodbye. Cheers, everyone. Bye.